Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa suchere? Ni hao, pubiet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a terrific episode for you today. With an outstanding guest, New Zealand MMA athlete Jack Ferguson joins the show. Jack is a professional MMA fighter and is a bantamweight with Team Quest Thailand. He has a professional record of three wins and three losses, and he's coming off a successful fight in the Southeast Asia Fighting Championship, where he won by a submission. Man, I love talking with Jack. He is wise beyond his years. He's a talented athlete, and on top of that, is tremendously intellectual and somewhat of a philosopher. On today's conversation, Jack discusses what it was like moving from his home in New Zealand to Thailand and challenges that he faced along the way. Jack also remarks on his philosophy of being the average of the five people you hang around most. And he also discusses another important mindset and that success is rented and it's not bought. Finally, he shares with us his mental process in leading up to a fight. Like I mentioned, this was an exceptional conversation. I had so much fun. I learned a lot from him. He is my new favorite MMA fighter. He has a tremendous work ethic that I know is going to propel him to success in the octagon, but also outside of it because he wants to be more than just a fighter. And he's already achieved that in my eyes. Someone who's always looking to better himself. And I think you'll enjoy hearing how he used the pandemic to do just that, to improve who he is as a person and not just a fighter. Thrilled for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on New Zealand MMA athlete Jack Ferguson and let's learn. Curious, just on, on your background, what were the sports and activities you participated in growing up? As a kid, I wasn't actually that into sports, but like uh, growing up in New Zealand, it's sort of like rugby or nothing. Yeah. And um, I was pretty terrible at rugby, bro, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like uh, I never was really that interested in it. Um, I did like some Taekwondo, some karate as a kid, but nothing, uh, nothing really like, you know, consistently or anything but um i was just always interested in fighting like uh as soon as i finished high school i was like oh i got nothing to do uh you know i'll get a job or whatever but i had nothing interesting so um i moved to uh christchurch a new city because they have an mma gym Mm -hmm. i just googled where was the best gym in the country uh strike force came up in christchurch and i just went there the next week and that was it bro i started mma like uh, I wouldn't really count my karate background as a kid. You know, I sort of started yeah. MMA as a sport um, just by itself. Yeah. Who were some of the fighters that at that point that you were looking up to and maybe hoping to model yourself after? At that point, it was Dan Hooker had just got signed to the UFC. So um, he's now uh, a friend of mine. But uh, yeah, he was someone I really looked up to because he was like the one guy from New Zealand. He was the first guy. So he was the one that like pioneered it. You know, he made it. Uh, he made it happen. So he was definitely someone to look up to. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the other guys at the gym at the time, um, I still train with today. They're here in Bangkok. So um, looking up to those guys and staying tight with the same circle, the same crew, um, has really helped to take me sort of around the, you know, around the world, different gyms in Thailand, different places. It's always been the same crew since, since the first day. This might be an easy question, might be an absurd question, but what is it that you love most about MMA? There's a couple things. One, um, I like the fact that MMA is 
uh, you, how can I say it? Like, um, say I wanted to be an Olympic sprinter, right? I feel like that's a sport you have to be born for. Okay. Like, like, uh, like I could train, like Usain Bolt trained for 20 years and he could never train and wake up and roll off the couch and he's faster than me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I like the diversity of MMA and the fact that like, um, yeah, you got like a tall, skinny guy, a short, fatter guy, and it's kind of like playing chess. I don't see it as like violence. I see it as like an art form, you know, like, um, like I'm competing my skills, my mindset against yours. Kind of like, yeah, like we're playing chess. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think MMA is a sport that you were born for. But in saying that, there are some people who are born fighters and some people who are, there are a lot of guys in MMA that are just athletes. You know, they're good at wrestling, they're good at sport, but they don't really have the the tenacity or the the aggression that's required sometimes for MMA. And they can still do really well, but I feel like being a fighter is something that, like, you probably know people yourself that like have never trained a day in their life, never done any boxing, but they're just savages when they fight for no reason. <laughs> they're just born like that, you know. So, um. I think to be really special in the sport, you have to have both. You have to be almost a fighter before you learn how to fight and then incorporate the aspects of an athlete also. Yeah. We had those guys out here in the countryside that never lifted, but they had the farm strength. Mm-hmm. So when we get out there playing, it's like, yeah, you're, you're never in the gym, but you're the strongest guy here. They have that, <laughs> that farm strength. So, But I like your point about that, about um, you, know, you could train for years. If you had your mindset on being a sprinter, you just might not have the body for it. In MMA, styles make fights, and I think that's a great, a great point. I want to talk about you making the big move. Not only did you move to Christchurch for a gym, but you then, to progress in your career, you moved to Thailand. That's mm-hmm. a big switch, huge switch. What were some of the challenges that you faced in moving from your home of New Zealand to Thailand? When the opportunity arose, you know, I got the message um, that I got my sponsorship approved and I got sponsored in Thailand. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer for me, bro. Like I had no, um, I wasn't really doing anything else. And the only thing I was doing is MMA and then like, you know, party on the weekend, like a bunch of idiots, you know? Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, which was, uh, it was great fun, but I was, it was very easy for me to make the decision in my mind. Like I got the text, okay, book my flight, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But um as far as coming to Thailand, uh, I moved here when I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was still quite young. And I found that during the week, like Monday to Friday, um, I was the best time ever, you know, like, because I look on, you compare yourself to your friends back home. What am I doing? What are they doing? So during the week, you know, they're working construction in the rain and in New Zealand winter. And uh, I'm laying by the pool drinking a coconut <laughs> after kickboxing. So like, I was like, oh, this is the best life ever, you know. Mm-hmm. But then for the first few months at least, I still found myself like looking on Instagram or something like during the weekends and being like, oh, all of my friends are out partying. You know, they're out, you know, chasing girls or doing whatever. And I was like, oh, I kind of felt like left out or like, like they forgot about it, you know. Like I was like, oh, I wish I was there. And then as soon as Monday came back around, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here, which is, yeah, kind of interesting, I guess. Now I'm just happy all the time. I've got like obviously a new set of friends, uh, a new lifestyle, a new group. Um, I stopped drinking like two years ago. 
mm-hmm. uh, yeah, almost two years ago. So um, I found that moving to Thailand, uh, it really forced me to grow up and become more independent as a person. Like um, I realized that I kind of only liked drinking because I was drinking with my friends who also like drinking, you know, yeah. I, I never sat there and drank by myself. Mm-hmm. And so now uh, all my friends here now, like no one drinks, everyone just trains. They've, everyone's focused. You know, I only hang out with fighters here. Yeah. So um, you sort of surround yourself with the people that you're going to be, that you want to model yourself after. So you're going to become like, you're going to become sort of the average of the five people you hang around with the most. So if you hang around that. like, great point. Like, mm-hmm like five idiots, five alcoholics, you're going to be one too, you know, yeah. like a hundred percent. Or like for me, I hang around like, um, all of my best friends are in one championship UFC, mm-hmm. you know, Lumpini stadium. So that's, I have no choice. I'm going to end up there regardless of what I do. Yeah. Fantastic point. And I, I really admire that philosophy. Were there anything positive just as far as the difference in the culture that you were texting your buddies back home say, Oh man, they got this food or they got this technology or whatever it may be was there anything that like jazzed you up uh the freedom bro Mm. like um the freedom of uh i wake up every morning uh, i do something that i love Mm -hmm. during the day uh i teach english like online Mm -hmm. but not because i have to just because i can't justify like spending six hours in between classes doing nothing you know i want to be making money or learning or studying or something so um if I don't want to work, I don't have to. Yeah, I've got the freedom that I could have a week off. Mm-hmm. So the freedom of waking up, spending your life with the people you want to spend it with, doing what you want to do, and not really having like a boss, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have people here that, you know, they, they tell me I have to come to training. You know, I do have a boss in that sense, mm-hmm. but nothing like, like, Jack, I want this built tomorrow and you have to finish. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Like, uh yeah. So yeah, the freedom. I feel like a lot of people are, are wasting their their twenties or wasting their talent, perhaps. Like uh, I got a lot of friends. My best friend in New Zealand is like a fantastic musician, like the best guitarist ever. But um, I don't see him trying to produce records, or mm-hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of people have been told that they can't do something and they just accept it, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to go travel. I'm not going to go. They stay in the little box and sort of do what they're told. And it's kind of heartbreaking to see in a way. You know, it's gosh, it's fantastic. You are the, the epitome of the, of the seasoned traveler. You have sage wisdom and advice. How old are you? I'm curious. Uh, I just turned 26. Because you're speaking like a 40 something year old. You, you've got a lot of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I, it's, when you mentioned about growing up, it's, I can really see it. And having just, you know, met you, it, it's really incredible. I, just admire it. Oh, thank you, bro. How do you move on from a fight? Whether it be, I know you're coming off a victory earlier this year, but prior to that, you had a loss. So how do you, win or loss, how do you move forward and not think about what just happened, whether it be good or bad? Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things like uh, in preparing for a fight, you have to understand that every challenge is different. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like I fought people before that are undefeated and uh, I happened to beat them, but my mindset was always like, oh, he's undefeated, but he's never fought me yet. He hasn't fought someone with my, uh, my skill set. You know, it's a different challenge. Or if you lose, okay, I made, I just, uh, you have to look at it like a, like mathematically almost. Mm-hmm. You look at it like, okay, I did this mistake, so I have to improve here. 
I did, th- you know, this went wrong, this went right. So, yeah, like, uh, like I've been, you know, I've lost by knockout before, I've lost by submission before. And so, obviously, it's tough to, like, uh, watch a video of yourself getting, like, put to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then come back and be like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> like, I didn't like that um, at all. No, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I think you have to understand that in this sport, or in like uh, in everything really, but in this sport especially, like um, success or anything is rented. It's not bought. So like, you got to pay the rent every day. You know, yeah. you come off a you come off a big win. Oh, I'm going to go party for a month. Well, you're an idiot. Now you're a month behind everyone else that's been training. So uh, understanding that like um, this is temporary, like your fitness is temporary. If I stop training, I'm going to get out of shape. If I stop practicing, my technique level will go down. So you have to sort of just understand that like um, I usually write down my day, my goals for the day. And I tell myself like um, I owe myself this. So I owe myself morning practice, uh, work a couple hours. I owe myself read 20 pages in a book, something like this. I owe myself evening practice. Once I've got that out of the way, now I can chill. But I, I demand that from myself. You know, I have to tell myself like, uh, you have to, you owe this to yourself because otherwise no one's going to give it to you. You know, I think a lot of people, they win a fight, they win, you know, and then they're, they're a winner now. I can sit back. I can relax. I just, but there's like every day that you all sleep, like Eve, right now, I don't know who I'm fighting next, but he's probably out there doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. So am I, am I doing more than him? Am I, is he, you know, cause that's, what's going to decide who wins on the night. Tremendous, tremendous philosophy. Rents due every day. And I love the fact that you don't know who your opponent is. So you have to keep that in the back of your mind. They could be out working you. That makes me curious, Dan. You owe yourself things every day, and I know that you just finished up with your morning training session. You got more. So what's a typical training day for you like these days? Right now, I'm, uh, I'm taking my time to expand outside of just training. Okay. Um, I still train uh, every morning, hour and a half, two hours, and then uh, normally two or three in the evening, depending on the day, on the schedule. But um, yeah, normally I'll do my, my MMA classes in the morning, so my grappling uh, my hard wrestling round, something like this. And evening is normally more technique based. So like striking or, uh, yeah, sometimes jujitsu as well. But, um, I've been really trying to incorporate different skills outside of just fighting. Hmm. So, um, I think it's got to the point now where MMA, it's no longer a new sport. Hmm. Like you're, you're starting to get people now that like in the start you were a boxer or a wrestler or hmm. one. But now you've got people like myself, like everyone here, they do everything and they do it well. And so in order to stand out from the crowd, like if all you are is just a good fighter, well, everyone's a good fighter. So you've almost got nothing. You're at zero, you know? So I'm trying to incorporate different things. Like, um, like I've been reading lots of books on public speaking. Uh, I'm learning. Uh, I speak Thai. I'm learning Japanese. Uh, because I feel like these are the skills that are going to set me apart from different athletes. Mm. Like, um, like if I go and fight in Japan, uh, and I entertain people with the fight. Okay. That's cool. Uh, they may want to watch me again because I'm entertaining, but if I speak to them in their native language, now they're going to remember me for sure. You know? Uh, 
so I'm trying to do different things like, um, yeah, reading about um, like all your skills outside of fighting. You know, you have to have something to stand out. So, um, uh, but yeah, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I'm trying to work as much on myself outside of like uh, like the combination. You know, compounding everything together. I I couldn't love it more. Uh, I just got to say I have a new favorite. MMA athlete, and that is you, because it's a, just an excellent, excellent philosophy. And I love your idea of hey, let me let me learn a little Japanese. When I go over there, I can I can promote the fight, and we know we know how important promotion of yourself is in in the industry. I do want to go back to a little bit what you were saying about now nowadays in MMA, everybody is strong in in all areas. You're not just a boxer. You're not just Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So you have to be well versed in all areas. And if you're not, you're you know you could be at a zero. So how do you make sure you do that? How do you devote enough time? I know you've got everything planned out, but how do you make sure that not, you're not giving too much to maybe the striking or too much to the wrestling? And, and how do you analyze what your weaknesses are? Mm-hmm. So uh, a big thing is you have to have a, a head coach. Mm-hmm. So um, we have lots of coaches here at the gym. Like uh, sometimes I coach jiu-jitsu. We have like jiu-jitsu coaches, wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, you know, the different disciplines, strength and conditioning. But you have to have a head coach. Because um, someone like myself, like I favor grappling. I favor wrestling and submission and um, more of like a ground and pound style as opposed to someone who's like a very dynamic striker. So um, for myself, you have to address like your your strengths, obviously, because you want to play everything to your strength. But um, in terms of sharpening your weakness, you need a coach that can tell you like, okay, today we're all doing wrestling, but you know these techniques already you you're like you're good at this so we need you to go and do boxing we need you to go and do a different skill Mm -hmm. um we also what we do at our gym is we write down the list of everybody we have like a graph so um so every time like i win by decision they write it down or knockout or submission so that we can see over the course of the year for example Okay, most of our wins came from submission. Most of our losses came from okay. something. So, okay, now we as a team need to all work on this one area cool. or something like that so that you can shape like the training for the entire gym. Uh, but, yeah, I think you just uh, – I'm very competitive. I try and compete with like uh, like when we're doing Muay Thai sparring, I want to beat the Muay Thai guys. Or when we're wrestling, I want to beat the wrestlers, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you try and just play to play to your strengths and analyze each fight as it comes. Like, uh, when you're like right now, I don't have a fight scheduled. I have nothing coming up. So now I'm in like the learning phase. So all the trainings are technique based. I try and learn as many techniques and as many principles as I can because, by the time you have a fight scheduled, it's more about trying to uh, get in fight shape. So get fit and uh, get healthy, you know, stay, uh, not take any injuries, do your stretching, but mainly get your cardio right, get your endurance up and make sure that you enter the fight uninjured. It's like the two biggest concerns yeah. uh, leading up to a fight. How are you handling rest and recovery these days? Because I know training three times a day, you've probably got that beast mode mentality and it's probably very difficult for you to want to take a day off or take time off. So how do you handle that approach? Uh, I think it's something you have to incorporate. Um, so I don't have like, so we train Monday to Saturday two to three times a day. So 
uh, Sunday, I guess you would call it your rest day, your yeah. day off. Yeah. But um, I like to think of it as a recovery day. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you just sit down and play Xbox and stare at the wall. Like Sunday is the day that like um, I'll I'll wake up. You know, I eat lots of food on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go and get like a massage. I go to the sauna, the ice bath, these kind of things. So. Uh, while I'm not training my muscles or training my body, breaking it down, I'm still, I'm trying to rest, recover. Like I sleep a lot on a Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. um, and trying to incorporate things like stretching, you know, yeah. instead of just sitting down on the mat after training and just talking shit with the boys, like you can yeah. sit there and stretch, you know, do yeah. something to or get to training early make sure you're properly warm before you start. It's just small things that, um, in terms of recovery yeah. or, or keeping like a technique based, uh, training. Uh, if you train really, really hard this morning, then this evening we'll focus more on going through the motions and learning something instead of just grind all the time. Cause you can only grind a hundred percent for so long before you just break down. Right. Yeah. I know that you're someone who also values the mental aspects of competing. So for you, What's the mental training you do during the week? What do you do to make sure that you're in an optimal mindset? How about during the off season, but also maybe leading up to fight week as well? Mm-hmm. So just in my daily life, like if I don't have a fight or anything, my biggest thing is uh, I stay away from negative people at all costs. Mm-hmm. Like um, <laughs> I actually went through like um, a stage on like Facebook and Instagram and everything like that um, where if I saw someone, like I scroll through, Someone's post something, oh, they're complaining. Oh, this happened. It was so bad. You're not my friend anymore. Just delete them. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, everything just strictly positive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And it's not to say that I don't like, you know, want to help someone with their problems, but there's a big difference between giving someone advice and just listening to them just talk about nonsense, you know? So, um, yeah, in terms of like my everyday life, I try to, do everything positive, stay around positive people. And um, yeah, I don't have time for like gossip or arguing or these kind of mm-hmm. things. It's not, it doesn't concern me, you know, I don't get anything from it. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of leading up to a fight, I do a lot of visualization. Um, like uh, <laughs> the boys were laughing at me the other day. I was riding the air bike doing some cardio and I was, had my eyes closed. And everyone's like, are you, <laughs> are you asleep? Are you okay? <laughs> but um yeah i like to do that because like you know i'm tired you know riding the bike it's quite hard and so i try and imagine myself like okay i'm this tired in the fight but i'm still going to be able to move and still do you know smell it feel the sweat feel everything like um try and make myself familiar in the moment so that um when i am fighting and i'm tired and i'm sweaty and i can't breathe i've been there before you know i feel very similar Mm. i gotta tell you it's more of that 40-year-old mature mindset that I feel that you have. You're just uh, so wise beyond your years. It's incredible. What about the last year? Uh, the last year, just having the time off. I know you didn't get to fight. We had restrictions, just a little bit of everything. And I know you probably didn't have the access to the gym and the training centers as much as you wanted to. So how did you handle everything over the last 12 months? Uh, the biggest thing I think I learned from the last year or like the, the COVID period in general. Yeah, it's still ongoing, that- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this nonsense. It's uh, I think when it comes to this, or and when it comes to anything, it's uh, everything is ten percent 
what happened to you and 90% how you handle it, how you react to it. So like, um, actually, so when everything locked down really strictly the first time, right? Uh, I couldn't, like the gyms were closed. We couldn't train. So, um, actually I just paid the trainers to come to my house and we just trained at home. <laughs> so I still got to do like some work, but it wasn't, you know, with the whole team or anything. But, um, and then I just sat down and I realized I took it as an opportunity to, um, I was like, Oh, I can work online for, like, you know, easily. And so I did that. And those two months where everything was shut were probably the two most profitable months that I've had like ever. I made the most money working in those two months that I ever have. So, um, yeah, I think it's about trying to turn anything into a, a advantage, a benefit, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like a perfect example is I saw, I loved, uh, watching how people handled the lockdown, handled their situation. So like, um, like I know some people that, are they complain, like, I don't have time to exercise because uh, I have work, I have a job and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, okay, well, you're stuck at home with nothing to do for two months. So if you finish these two months and you're still fat, you chose you chose that, you know. Mm-hmm. You have, and I know that sounds pretty brutal or pretty straightforward, but, bro, if, like, if you've got nothing but time and you still don't do anything, well, it's a choice. It's, mm-hmm. it's at the point where you chose that, you know. So um, I think just trying to change whatever happens into, like, instead of sitting down and accepting it, like, oh, this sucks, I'm just going to wait until it's fixed. Uh, how can I use this to benefit me? How can I change something? Uh, like right now, a lot of gyms here in Thailand are closing down. And so um, our gyms slowly acqu- like acquiring new fighters, really good fighters, because they have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So we're almost using like the, the terrible thing of, oh, everything's shut and, COVID sucks. Okay, now we're going to have a really strong team when it's done. So, yeah, you can use it as a break or you can like double down and make the benefit while it's there. I think it's tremendous. But I do want to know a little bit more about that. What do you feel is the biggest life lesson outside of MMA, outside of fighting that you learned? How else you made yourself better? Um, I started trying to focus, um, as I mentioned briefly earlier, on things outside of just fighting. Because yeah. if you can't, um, like, if you can't train, if you can't fight, you have to do something, right? So, um, I actually one of the biggest things I started doing was started reading. Yeah. Um, so I try and read every day, um, different books about like um, uh, everything really, like um, learning about sleep. Like I read a book about sleep because. Um, it's a third of your life and I knew nothing about it. You know, I spent so much time uh, studying health when I'm awake, when I'm doing something, I was like, Oh, there's one third of my life that I know nothing about or um, reading about like business or developing your skills as a, as a person, because I don't want to just be a fighter. You know, um, I hear a lot of people complaining about like fighter pay, but you don't in this game, especially you don't make money from being a fighter. Uh, you don't make money from fighting. You make money from being a fighter. So like if you're in the UFC, you know, you go and do a commercial or do, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you're there makes you a person that can advertise a brand. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the money that you make. So I'm trying to incorporate um, 
developing skills outside of just being a fighter, trying to do everything. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to to explain in like a one sentence. But. Well, you know, Conor, Conor McGregor was one of the top 10 highest paid athletes of the last year. And how many fights did he win? <laughs> so that just shows that it's not, a, like you said, it's more, more than just you being a fighter. I got to have a book recommendation though from you. Give me, what was one of your most memorable books you read? Uh, in terms of health, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker is, okay. is really, really good. And um, the other one is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by Trav Barker. It's, uh, I know the title sounds kind of corny, right? Like I didn't want to read it at first. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, I liked it because it's not advice. It's all perspective. So he'll, he'll change your perspective on, on different things. You know, he'll tell you, uh, he changes your opinion about, um, about yourself, about money, about, uh, how you handle yourself, your mindset. So, um, I think that would be the two books I'd recommend. Very cool. I am a sleep diva. Once I added like increasing my energy that I put into sleeping and doing it right, I felt like Mm -hmm. everything else changed so much better in my life. So what's next for you? I know you don't have a fight lined up on a date yet, but what's next coming forward? What can we look forward to from Jack in the near future? In the near future, probably not much. But um, <laughs> I have been, I did start writing a book, actually. Um, I've only written like two or three chapters, Very all cool. about similar stuff that we've talking about today. Uh, I have no idea when it will be finished. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be really interesting to release, I think. Uh, if, if you like, I'll send you a copy when it's done. I don't know when that will be. but um, By all means, 100%. Yeah. I'd love to send you one. Other than that, just um, I might be speaking Japanese next time I talk to you. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Like, that, that's fantastic. Like, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep uh, keep spending the time efficiently while we can't do anything. Uh, keep studying Thai, keep studying Japanese, working, these kind of things. Um, I am looking to fight. Yeah, you know, I've been like, uh, I've had a vaccine and everything. So as soon as everything opens, I can go somewhere, everywhere. But um, in terms of right now, a lot of waiting, I think. <laughs> but you're someone who handles waiting very well. I know you're, that you're going to be all right. Gosh, this has been so damn cool, man. <laughs> like I said, you are my new favorite MMA fighter. And I look forward to you continuing on your career. How can people stay up to date? How can they follow you and with all the many things that you have going on in your life, how can they stay up to date with your life? Uh, I guess uh, the best way would probably just be Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Ferguson 125 If you like uh, bullshit memes and the occasional post of me training, then that's the spot to go. <laughs> <laughs> Today it was really nice to, um, to meet you, so thank you very much. But um, yeah, I think we had a very good conversation. I love everything about you that's not fighting. I love the fact that you just want to better yourself and all that. It's tremendous. Uh, keep doing that, man. I won't take up any more of your day. You're the best. This was, this was really awesome. I'm so glad we made it work. So best of luck. I'll be supporting you uh, out here from the States. Uh, thank you, bro. It was, um, yeah, a pleasure talking to you, bro. So um, enjoy the rest of your day, night. Yeah, bed soon. I got, that, got my sleep stuff all set up. So, <laughs> My man. Uh, okay, bro. Uh, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jack. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man, Jack. Thanks for the conversation. Hope to see you soon. Be sure to give him a follow on Instagram. You can find the Kiwi at jackferguson125. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer.
Everyone's unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.